on this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show. We'll find out if a French gorilla and a German brain robot can find true love on My Adventures with Superman. If Tao can get the guts to ask Al out. And if Nick can get the guts to come out on Heartstopper. And if Mike can actually make a fast speed round happen with the guys from the Marvel Movie Minute. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. Hello, nerds, and welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show show that covers every superhero show based on live action TV shows based on comic books. I'm your host, Mike, and I'm doing it this week for the little guys. With me is Caitlin. Hi, I'm a little person. And with me is Ryan. Hey, Caitlin, um, can you imagine if one of us read that intro so fucking poorly what Mike would say? Uh, I think he would give us lots of notes and lots of- <laughs> and then he would say, um, but you guys are going to do better next time because Mike's great Thank like that. You. <laughs> Thank you. That is I'm very critical and glare daggers. But then I end with the I give the open face sandwich and then all and then criticisms. You finish all it with the cherry on top of an insult, a good old fashioned insult. Give me and then he'll literally throw a cherry at us. Yep. G- give me a good old fashioned Mike insult right now. Um, you look like doo-doo. She's got my ass. <laughs> uh, cool hands, two hands. Damn it. That one hurts worse. <laughs> Cassie's not here. We don't know what to do. But, yes, we do. Let's, let's just get into it, right? Let's show some leg behind the curtain. We are recording this very early in the week, though you listeners are hearing it at your normal scheduled time because it's an important weekend in everybody's lives. Correct? Yeah. Ryan, Should why is it about everything for you? Uh, well, Mike, I am going on my second honeymoon with my fake hubby, Mike Romano. That's me. And I mean, if we're counting, it's like 12th honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, it's our 12th honeymoon. We are going out of town. And, and Caitlin, why is it an important weekend to you? Uh, because everyone's going to celebrate that I do indeed have a baby inside of me and um, are going to give me cool gifts. So that's why I will not be here this weekend. I'm now so worried Caitlin thinks she's going to get cool gifts. I going to be <laughs> furious when she finds out the gifts are all for the baby. Uh, I saw the registry. It's, just not. <laughs> it's all for me. <laughs> all right. Well, then I guess I'll get a bunch of diapers and one rattle. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be playing with that rattle, so it's definitely for me. Damn it. I don't want to um, spoil anything, but the thing that me and my wife and my baby got for Caitlin's baby was one of two things on the registry that did not feature a Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, a Smallville character or? Yeah, it was all Smallville. All baby Lex Luthor toys. <laughs> Just the baldest baby. Wait, that's just all babies. Exactly, exactly. All babies are Lex Luthor. The perfect time. Is the film Baby Geniuses the origin story of Alex, Alexander Luthor? It is. And then uh, the film Boss Baby is in between Baby Geniuses <laughs> and Smallville. It's just okay. slightly later. Where's Baby Geniuses 2, Super Geniuses? That's after. It goes Baby Geniuses, Boss Baby, Baby Geniuses 2, Super Babies, super geniuses, because that's Lex Luthor trying to already get superpowers. He's trying to remember because, of course, as you know, the babies forget. (laughs) But Lex Luthor never forgets. Um, are we developing a podcast live on the air right now? Wait, baby timeline, the BCU, the BCU. (laughs) I mean, and then we have to consider. Look who's talking. Look who's talking too. We don't have a minute show. Should we do every baby movie minute by minute? Every baby movie minute by minute. There will be nines of people who want to listen to it. They want to hear about all the little babies. And they're freaks. I don't want to meet our fans. 
of the baby show. I would love to meet the fans of the Superhero Show show. Which, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, hey, fans of the Superhero Show show, if you're also podcasters, uh, come find me in Denver at Podcast Movement 2023 next week. I will be there. I'll try to wear gear. So you're like, that's what that guy looks like. Some of you will be mean and be like, that's exactly what I thought he looked like. Yeah. I would say you're slightly thinner than most people would think you look like. Thank you. I think my arms are more buff than people would expect, based on my nasally high-pitched voice. One of them is. Not your tiny arm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's because I used to be an ice cream scooper in high school, and I never lost that muscle. Just always scooping everything. Just, I'm scooping. Uh, I don't know why we're fucking around and farting around. Uh, We have not that much to talk about. That's why we're fucking around and farting around. Later this evening, we're going to be talking about Harley Quinn, my adventures with Superman. Uh, I'm going to finish my conversation with Pete and Andy from the Marvel Movie Minute. But first, let's kick it off with the main segment, Heartstopper. On the second and third episodes of Heartstopper's second season, Charlie is excited about Nick coming out to his friends because that means they can be together in public on their big France trip. Meanwhile, Tao finally realizes he likes Elle, but then they go on their first date, and Tao, surprising nobody, really Tao's it up, folks. All of that, plus Nick's older brother, Elle's new friends, a bonfire in the forest, and Tara and Darcy have an awkward moment. Taste buds ask you this. So much happened in these two episodes, but does anything compare to the fact that Tao cut his fucking hair? It was, oh. it was the greatest moment in TV history. I gotta say, we hate Tao here, right? Some of you, us do. You hate Tao so much. But when he was in, like, duds that nerds like him have thought looked cool since the 50s, new haircut and a big thing of flowers and asked her out in front of all their friend group. It did make I, high school love, man. Even when it's doomed and dumb, isn't it cute? That's what I needed to get your perspective on this. Cause I know how much you don't like Tao. I feel like this is like finally Tao's redeeming moment. He's no. like an actual person. It looks cute, but that does not mean it's, it, I think Tao. In the, <laughs> so that's in uh, episode two or three and two or two. When he reveals to Isaac and Charlie that he likes Al. He's like, she can do so much better than me. I'm like, that is the smartest thing Tao has ever said or done on this show. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, she can. Yes, yes, she totally can. But she likes you. She did, at least. I think Yeah. The problem, my problem with that storyline across the two episodes is that I didn't think that the date went that bad. It wasn't disastrously bad, like it, uh, they made it seem. Um, but then when Tao finally tells, I think he, like, reflects on the date and tells Charlie that it went really bad. He has a meltdown. Like he has a self-hating meltdown. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something more going on with Tao. I think that there is some issues that he has, uh the way that he's acting and it would explain a lot over the course of the first two seasons because he is hard to be around. And this is a show that deals with high schoolers going through somewhat heavy things. It's not a uh, 13 reasons why or euphoria. Right. But that, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me because it does feel like that in these two episodes specifically, like I know Nick is going through it's hard to come out, but him and Charlie are doing well. Mm-hmm. And so now they're like, well, Tara and Darcy are having issues now because somebody said, I love you. Now, Tao, so they're like, they're fucking up every other character because Nick and Charlie are happy. Mm-hmm. And that's how shows work. Yeah, I think you just explained TV. <laughs> well, Nick, Nick and Charlie are happy, but I mean, there is still the struggle of. Charlie coming out or Nick coming out and like his brother outing him. And then, you know, the fact that Charlie now has to say, it's okay if you can't come out now, Mm -hmm. but not wanting to say that. I felt like that was so adult of him to say that. Well, what was great, even though he's feels younger, at least than Nick is he's been through this and knows how hard it can be. So like, I Mm -hmm. do like how they're this side of Charlie's so mature because it's happening at the same time that he's being a fucking idiot and I think he's going to not get to go to Paris because mm-hmm. the sort of Damocles is hanging over his head that he is just not writing essays. He's not doing any of his work. Uh, he's blowing off everything. Even Nick is like, hey, we're, we're focused on all my schoolwork. Should we focus on yours? And he's like, no, I, I'm done. Yeah, I wait, think he's not going to Paris. Way to go for Charlie's parents who are very clear when they're like, we don't care that you're gay. Okay, that's not why we're banning you from seeing Nick. We care because right. your grades are fucking in the trash, and it's clearly because you can't focus because of this cute boy. And that's that's so high school, man. That you you can't you cannot think two days ahead because you're so focused on this minute right now. Yeah, 
If you want more time with your boyfriend, do a little bit of focusing right now, idiot teens. Yeah, that's the thing. Just write the essay. Just write the essay. Just write the essay. Sometimes essays are hard, though, guys, okay? Not the garbage he was writing. <laughs> okay, the fact that I was so upset because he was able to pull together this whole fucking essay in, like, 30 minutes? Excuse me? Who are you? What? Do, do you know what he did? He went on Spotify and he pulled up uh, montage music. And then you could just <laughs> skate through writing. See, that's the kids have it so easy these days. Yeah. Because back in our day, we had to have pre-made a montage mixtape <laughs> going from cassette to cassette and making one. And that's that was hard and took a long time. My parents made me learn how to play the violin so I could play my own montage music. But do you know how hard it is to write an essay and play the violin at the same time? I'd use my right. feet. To do which one? Uh, which is harder? I would type with my right foot and my left hand, and I would play the violin with my left foot and my right hand. I think, I'd I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, can we hone in on uh, the other than Tao, and I guess they'll fix that. The show's pretty good at fleshing characters out. We just met him. But uh, the brother. The brother's the biggest one-note D-bag. Uh Dave, I think his name is. Fucking, of course, of course it, it is. is. <laughs> Fucking Dave's. Have you ever met a good Dave? In your <laughs> Get life? it together, Dave's of the world, you sons of bitches. These are unfortunately the Dave's I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, and it's so clear right away. I mean, uh, Nick's friends are of a certain type, right? His his mm-hmm. sort of like pre-Charlie friends. And watching the first season, you can sort of think like, oh, this is why he's timid. This is why he doesn't want to come out. But it's the brother. It's probably yeah. a lifetime of brother abuse. Of yes. this kid just, like, being a total fucking loser, so he's taking it out on his little brother. Big brothers are fucking awful people. They are trash. And if you have the double whammy of an older brother and his name is Dave, yeah. you're doomed. Kill him. I would fucking the, kill him. The two terrible things that Dave says is, I just wanted to meet the guy who turned my brother gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, what will dad say when he finds out? Because mm-hmm. he knows exactly how to hurt his little brother. Mm-hmm. I also, like, this is a thing for, like, all parents. I know that Dave is your child and Nick is your child, and so you love them equally. But Olivia Coleman, figure your shit out and yell at Dave and throw him out of the house yeah. and beat him up. She's just like, boys, calm down. Yeah. No. This is not both sidesism. Like, one of them is bad. Mm-hmm. And Nick was just glaring. He should have punched Dave in his stupid Dave throat. <laughs> I would have thrown Charlie right at him. Like a dart. <laughs> Whip! <laughs> Charlie would have broken in half. <laughs> uh, oh, in, shit. In, you know what? I'm, sorry, before I forget, you know what I totally forgot from the first season? Charlie's kick-ass room decoration. He's a big music fan. So he has that <laughs> neon light that says music. That's amazing. Uh, in the same vein as Dave's brother. And, and it, he's like, how did you know? And he's like, you have pictures on your wall of you guys kissing. Uh, they are very bad at hiding it. They, they <laughs> hang out and kiss and hold hands all the time. On the... The second episode, 203, they get caught kissing in the locker room. But also, uh, the three non-super douche boys who are in rugby are like, hey, no, come out. Come to our party tonight. Uh, we're not friends with Harry or Henry because, mm-hmm. yeah, he was a dick. Uh, and he's the, the one guy's like, yeah, we know. I mean, Charlie's your your best mate. So, of course. And the other two stare at him because they clearly fucking yeah, know. That's a, and that, like, why would you say that? Another sitcom moment from the show. Do you think it blends those tonal shifts well? Not always. Um, <laughs> here's I will say that it, it's not the greatest at blending, but it, what it's good at is good enough where I can roll my eyes over it. <laughs> if that makes sense. I can, I can sort of look at the show like they looked at their friend and just be like, really? And then the show moves on. I guess I appreciated that they the show called it out and that these two are not complete morons because these two dudes are all over each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Buddies, the school knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's why I like this show a lot because it does. It's like plays. It's so real, but at the same time, it plays with like it is a show, and it mm-hmm. does like it tells you what's going on. It tells you everyone knows. Just in case you didn't know. I, I mean, yeah, like. It's not even that, like, these people are on it. Like, when there's a scene where Nick is taking a test or test prep and Charlie comes in to give him a yeah. pen. But, like, it's just because they haven't seen each other in a while. And the way they're standing there gawking at each other, like, yeah. everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's why the, the, the guy who, in, the, in this week's episodes, uh, he's like, 
oh, you hate me so much because Charlie was with me first. And he's like, no, I hate you because you literally yeah. assaulted him. <laughs> Good point, Nick. But I think that's he's fuming because he's like, he knows everything. And so he sees how open they're being and happy. And he's probably going nuts like, nobody else? Nobody else just knows? Nobody right. knows? And not but the teachers know because the teachers are also not idiots. Yeah. And, you know, one teacher that catches them is able to give him some advice and support. Um, that one yes. guy that, that beat the shit out of Charlie in the last uh, season, um, clearly just jealous, right? Like, yeah. that, like he's oh, so Ben, fu- ben, ben, yeah, just so full of you know rage that like he can't have that, and so that's what creates bullies. That's what creates assholes. And Ben uh, is now with Imogen, right? At, yes, and we see how that shakes out. And obviously, Nick's not taking it well because he knows Ben's a dick. And an asshole, but he can't tell Imogen why, because it's not his story to tell. And I feel like that struggle is very real. And I'm I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. Because again, every other relationship is falling apart except for Charlie and Nick. A little unrealistic, though, because if I remember high school, uh, Nick would have shouted from the rooftops why he doesn't yeah. like Ben to everyone that would listen. Uh, this is uh, it's very it shows a lot of integrity and lies that <laughs> Nick is keeping this to himself. Yeah, there's times where it feels like integrity is uh, is the worst move. Not just a river in Egypt? It's not just a river in Egypt. <laughs> Caitlin. Yeah. Do you have a moment of the week? Yes. I think uh, Ryan mentioned it earlier, but it's when um, Nick and Charlie get caught kissing uh, when they're putting away the rugby stuff by the rugby coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, she has to pull uh, Nick aside and she's like, is this why everyone is being a like mean to you she's like if anyone says anything you talk to me and then she like turns around a picture of her and her wife and she's like i got your back basically um which i thought was really sweet and really good and again just love this wholesome show yeah right guy um there's a moment in barbie that's been getting a lot of play in (laughs) my world uh in my kingdom um and that it has to do with the godfather and one of the guys over explaining to one of the cans over explaining the Godfather to a Barbie and forcing her to listen. Um, there's a moment in here where Tao does the same thing. He takes Elle to see her favorite movie, Moonrise Kingdom, and she's like, "But you hate that movie." They watch it, and then after it, they're sitting there, and Tao just can't help himself. It's like three, two, one. The part of the movie that I didn't like was this and this. Just shut the fuck up, dude. It's your favorite movie. It's a first date. Shut (laughs) the fuck up. Nobody wants to hear you. Just get a podcast, all right? That's what people want you to do. Nobody will listen. That was where I was like, uh, this is the the towel that Mike hates. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of the towel that Mike hates. (laughs) It's not like, oh, that moment. There's been a season and a half. I don't know what you've been out watching, Caitlin. There's a lot of talent that I hate. Uh, mine was it was it was Nick saying because you literally assaulted him. I was like, go you. And then on the bad side, which we we don't talk shit on the show, but this in the vein of the uh, it gets a little too sitcommy. Why is Charlie's Dari ass sister at this party? And then she says, look after him or you die. That was the moments of like this. She is jarring. She is in a different kind of show. Yeah. I don't understand. It's like they try to, you know, when you first start writing a show, maybe she's big in the comic book, but like you throw in all the ingredients, see what sticks. She didn't stick. She can go to boarding school. She can figure out that China has alopecia and get the fuck out. (laughs) I forget that she exists. And then every two episodes she'll show up and say something snotty. And I'm like, why? Why is she here? I thought she was there to be like their driver, which would make sense. Like the parents would send like the mm. older sisters a chaperone. That's what I expected. But then when they have to leave early because uh, Nick is sick, like she's not the one driving them home. So nope. I was like, I don't know why she's there. She, I think, is much older than them. Um, so not Can sure. Can I just throw something out there to all real people and TV characters out there in listener land? Um, if anyone ever comes up to you, if you're dating someone and somebody comes up to you and says, uh, if you hurt them, I'll kill you, just wait a beat and then be like, oh, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> the fucking stupidest shit. Shut the... F- Everyone no, needs to what shut What would you up. do? No, s- spell out. Spell out with me slowly. What would you do? <laughs> We're in high school. You. We're going to hurt each other. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, and uh, also, did anybody else 
very nervous that they started a open bonfire in the fucking dry ass forest. What yeah. are we doing? Oh, that children? thing was way too big. That oh. it was way too big. When I saw all of the chairs and the pallets and everything all stacked up, and then they were throwing everything in there, I was like, "This is gonna be how everyone dies. This is how we turn. <laughs> <laughs> this is the turn of the whole show." What if this was the series finale? <laughs> it's just everybody ash. <laughs> I did not expect that. <laughs> and that's Heart's- when their hearts stopped. Oh, no. Stopper is on Netflix <laughs> until that episode airs. Uh, we're going through two a week. Join us, won't you? Now, Caitlin, before we move on to the pull list, you were talking about a sweet potato based website on the break. What what was that? Yeah, it's called uh, Yam Yaman uh, Eats Me. And it's all about the the good old yams that your man likes specifically. And when I say your man, I mean like the Ryan? man in your life. It could be your dad. It could be your Ryan. It could be your Mike. But it's mostly your dad. What better way to oh. say I love you? Then, yeah, yeah, is it like like edible arrangements but just yams? Yeah. What is happening? Raw, yep. raw yams. Yep. They're not – I mean, if you pay an extra fee, you can get them cooked. But no one does that. With schmellos, can you get like a good sweet potato casserole? Um, we like to do it separately. So you put the yams on a stick and then you put the marshmallows on a stick and you put them next to each other and then you set that ablaze uh, and then you make your own candy yam. Why are people using chocolate and graham cracker all the time for s'mores? Use marshmallow and yams. I'm going to, uh, one, I, I'm going to help Caitlin get this website on because I, I have some friends who do this kind of thing, but I'm going to ruin the next bonfire <laughs> I got invited to. Be like, I got the dessert, guys. <laughs> Don't you worry. When people- and I will go to yam... Yeah, man's, yeah, man's. Is that yeah, what man's, that was? yeah, man's. <laughs> Dot com. Yep. Uh, Caitlin, because I so badly do want to ruin the next bonfire I'm invited to, I'm going to send you over to my friends at cybersprout.net. They're design experts. Uh, they're well-versed in digital strategy. They have easy to edit fields, custom templates, and drag-and-drop tools if you want to handle on your own. If you want them to handle everything, they'll do that too. Uh, they make everything to manage and tweaking your website a breeze. Uh, they handle the security, the backups, the speed optimization, the maintenance. They will even migrate yamsymansymans.com from whatever GeoCities you have <laughs> to a real WordPress-based website. Uh, please go to cybersprout.net. They are your partner for the digital world. Now we're going to take the quicks of breaks and we come back every other show that aired or will air or will have aired this week. And now it is time the pull list where we review every show that was not the main show that came out this week first up is harley quinn on this week's episode of harley quinn this podcast had to get recorded before a plot synopsis was released taste buds ask you this how fucking dumb do you think bane is this week (laughs) so Uh, dumb i hope they bring up the salad the salad thing again no it's a pasta pasta roller i hope this is just a whole episode of him going to italy to figure out like What's wrong with that pasta roller? <laughs> What's the one with episode. bacon in it? <laughs> Carbonara. Carbonara. Remember, do you guys remember when Bane fucked like a dozen buildings to death? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my moment of the week, Mike. <laughs> when you remembered that? Yeah. Harley Quinn is on Thursdays on HBO Max. Next up is Riverdale. On this week's episode of Riverdale, Cold War paranoia sweeps over the town, and there's a new mystery that might involve murder. <laughs> Meanwhile, Archie reconsiders his feature as a poet after his uncle screams at him about how writing poetry is for women. Taste buds, I ask you this. Does this mean Archie retains his crown as the biggest dipshit in town? Well, he's definitely giving me a frown. <laughs> Caitlin, do you want to rhyme? Uh, I have my butt upside down. <laughs> Riverdale's Wednesdays on the CW. <laughs> Caitlin's back is covered in shit. <laughs> Finally, she's got to get one of those. There's, have you guys seen the commercials for the new Pampers? Don't blow your baby's back out diapers. There's no? the blowout barrier. I feel like Watch I should have. I feel like Watch there's a different Hulu. term than blow your baby's back. <laughs> it's the it's the blow it's blowout back. The blowout barrier. Yes, but the blow your baby's back out. <laughs> <laughs> means something entirely different, buddy. Hey, talk to Pampers about it, not to me. 
Your final show of the week is, of course, My Adventures with Superman. On this week's episode of My Adventures with Superman, Lois is mad at Clark for keeping secrets, but they put their anger aside because Jimmy is missing. Meanwhile, Jimmy becomes best friends with a big, smart talking monkey. Chase Buzz, I ask you this. How many more talking monkeys do we need to make a bracket? Uh, do you mean gorilla? Oh, sorry. Yeah, racist. Oh, my God. <laughs> we have to redo Pro- this, right? I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want Peter. Well, this these two have been villains in an episode of Doom Patrol. Yes. Oh shit! I can't uh, remember. So and th- I mean DC is fucking full of them. They are chock full. They are lousy with talking monkeys. I'm There's sorry. There's so many mumpy, mumpies. <laughs> Mon- <laughs> gorillas. Mumpies. I mean the episode of the Flash. So we'd already had Gorilla Grodd, and then there's suddenly like Ape City, and there's a whole arena full of them. So I'm saying we need more. We need to, at this point, make a bracket and rank the best monkeys. Uh, My favorite one. If there's enough to make a bracket, God fucking knows we're going to make a bracket. Hell yeah, we are. On this American podcast. Um, guys, this show gets better every week. This was, I think, the best episode so far. Um, I cannot believe how how it took everything that this show is and went one step further whether it's the you know the heartfelt the sentimentality that isn't overdone um the building the lore of the show the mm-hmm. comedy all of it I, this show is amazing the amount that they packed in there in 22 minutes it like gave me extas like vibes <laughs> but also like they did it really really well so <laughs> which is less extas vibes <laughs> So um, this show is just really good. And I, I honestly don't know how they pack it all in so tightly. Well, I love that they're avoiding like the big, they're not doing Zod, Brainiac, or Luther. Right. Like, he has a, a big rogues gallery. Let's mess with them. Uh, I think that is so smart. Let's build to those guys if we're going to get to them. Uh, and without being like Harley Quinn, which you do love, but having an episode all about the French gorilla and the German <laughs> brain, uh, it's also pointing out how fucking stupid and batshit comics are. Mm-hmm. Just in its own tone. But to introduce the bad guys, that's batshit. And then we find out that they are like these hidden lovers, right? Uh-huh. Like estranged from the world, just doing their own thing. That's It was incredibly well done. And then once we're like, oh, wow, am I buying this relationship? Am I like into this? They kick up the batshit again. Like, uh... We also made some mutants. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yes. And then a bunch of little fucking demons run out and start attacking. Oh, it's like, oh, by the way, we have like a black hole too. Yeah, like, and a no, black we, hole. We, yeah. got, we got bored one day, so we made a black hole and some mutants. And what's so smart is uh, the whole time the gorilla is very calm and thoughtful and pathetic and the crazy brain is the violent one, but it's the big reveals of how nuts they are is always from the gorilla that's fucking smart <laughs> he's scarier now to me because you cannot tell how scary he is i just thought it was so funny that jimmy went on a sasquatch adventure uh and then he ends up thinking like you know getting captured by a giant gorilla that that everyone i'm assuming is just thinking is sasquatch yeah, and like they've been running the scam, right? Like they have a giant Loch Ness yeah. monster there. Like, yes. yeah. they're responsible for like all the cryptozoology in the world, right? Which I they love probably because they think it's funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> idiot Earthlings. They have nothing else to do. They're stuck in a giant dome. And when you're bored, you prank. Those mm-hmm. that's our Bible. That's true. That's how Dad did our it. Our Bible has one commandment. <laughs> okay, y- you have to let me know if this is something that you saw too. But do that gorilla have a dunk? Like, or is it just... Oh, me? yeah. He got, yeah. like... I know I know. you're you're always keeping an eye out for the donk, but that gorilla got a donk. That gorilla got a big-ass donk. Not just... <laughs> no, it's not just that Caitlin is keeping an eye on the donks, but specific donks. If we can harken back... If I can um, cite the Supreme Court mm-hmm. case of Troll Vereen, um, she likes big beasties with the yeah, big she, asses. She likes big furry donks, which if you've seen her husband, you know, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the least furry part on an ape? A butt? Yeah. Don't they all shave him? Oh, that's true. <laughs> Got well, bare ass. They show off what God gave him. There is... <laughs> I would have been as turned on as Caitlin was if they sort of made it towards what I'm into, which is not the monster and then the brain, but the monster with the brain in, in the mm-hmm. middle of the monster. Like a very big person walking around with a brain in their middle. 
That's just me. With the skinniest eyeglasses you've ever seen. Right. Well, moments of the week, Ryan. Oh, man. Uh, I think moment of the year is uh, they're getting attacked. They think they're getting attacked by a gorilla in the brain. Um, One is an idiot. The other is insane. Uh, (laughs) But... uh, they're not right. There's a, where there's security up, and there's Omax everywhere. And Clark, lucky for Lois or anybody who thinks Clark is hot, gets attacked by lasers in such a way that <laughs> burns his shirt perfectly, <laughs> and then nicely strategically shreds his pants in places. Uh, just boom! This laser turned me into a stripper. I don't know what happened. Um, and then he was doing that. He jumped in the line. Bef- work your body on time before Lois got hit. And Lois says, "How did you know you were vulnerable to those bullets?" And he says, "I didn't know I was. I just knew you weren't." Woo! Superman. Mm, 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 That's how you mm, get somebody mm. unpissed at you. <laughs> Except Lois Lane, she can still be mad. Um, but I think my my moment of the week is also going to be in that same area. First of all, he gets his shirt blown off. Beautiful moment. He's like got that Dorito body, and it's <laughs> animated, but it doesn't matter. It's still hot. Um, there when the uh, when Lois and Clark are both looking for Jimmy. They have a moment where there's like a um, commercial break and uh, Clark says, oh, my God, Bigfoot kidnapped Jimmy uh, (laughs) because they see the giant gorilla. Um, And that is the best commercial break thing I've ever seen because it like cuts back to it later. Um, It was beautiful. It legit made me miss commercials because I would have laughed throughout all of the Lunchables and Dunkaroo commercials. (laughs) Bigfoot captured Jimmy. I mean, he might as well have said... Mummy was in my closet. Mummy came to my house. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there is a rhythm that we are losing because commercials have gone away. Yeah. Uh, I feel like they've punches still and hits like that. built them in, though. Yeah. I mean, if this Smart does, writers like, do. Yeah. It's still been built in, which I, I do like. And not having to watch commercials is still fun. So, I, Yeah, that's true. I mean, obviously, push comes to shove. We don't want the commercials. But um, I don't think that they're doing it just for the nostalgia hit it gives us. Although that is there. But I wonder if these writers really are thinking, like, this could be on TNT one day. This could. Maybe there will one day that syndication market come back. I don't think so, but you might as well write them in now instead of... Because when people just interject commercials because you didn't leave the the blocks there, then they do bad at it. Mm -hmm. They're like, I have one thing to tell you, and it's very important. (laughs) Here's why you should get Geico. Oh, man. Am I... I listened to the show called The History of Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. What's it called, Mike? It's a good show. Uh, the Ongoing History of New his- Music. The Ongoing History of New Music. Yeah. And they don't... Uh, there's this Uber commercial. It's like, Uber One will save you. But they don't plan out where they put the commercials <laughs> in. <laughs> so he'll be like, oh. And that's when Kurt Cobain finally sang the song that would change his life. Uber One will save you. <laughs> Now that feels like they planned it out perfectly. <laughs> My Adventures with Superman is on Fridays on HBO Max. That is all the shows of this week. But before we get out of here, we have to finish my conversation with Pete and Andy for the Marvel Movie Minute. Now we all know last week we talked about what their podcast is and what drove them to do that. This week you're going to hear about their personal nerd and stories, how they met in college and have worked with each other since, and of course, a little speed round. Take it away, past me. <laughs> So, uh, Andy, let's start with you. What is your personal nerd origin story? What broke what broke you into the wide world of nerddom that would uh, go on to dictate the rest of your life? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, I... <laughs> so mean, man. Something about that just came Here out I am. mean. <laughs> Hold on. Let me, let me pull one of my Legos uh, off the wall so I can play with it while I answer this question. <laughs> Um, you know, I suppose like so many, I mean, growing up in the in the 70s and then seeing Star Wars on, on the big screen for the first time, like that was such a monumental moment. But really, almost more than the movie itself was the toys that came with it and just being able to like play with all of those Star Wars figures um, like right away. And just I mean, it was so much fun. And I was definitely not a collector as a child. I was one of the most destructive the, of children and uh, not just my toys, but I very specifically remember my friend Dan, uh, who 
who probably will never let me live this down, that I said, what if, what if your Millennium Falcon crashes into this dirt pile in the back and it, then we pelt it down with asteroids and like we would just throw rocks at his toys and destroy them, <laughs> like completely obliterate them. And, and, but I, I don't know, it's something about just the imaginative, <laughs> destructive, imaginative play that we did. I don't know. I just always loved all of that. And then just in, uh, you know, once then I got a hold of a video camera, my, my buddies and I, we were making all sorts of goofy little movies and writing scripts for all sorts of crazy things. And so it was just all that crazy nonsense that we would do all through elementary school and then just kind of decided, hey, you know what, I'm going to pursue this and just kind of keep doing it for the rest of my life. And and I, you know, I just, I love all of this stuff. It's just uh, the creativity of all of it, whether it's, um, you know, comic books or Stephen King or, uh, you know, Terry Gilliam or whatever, just like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's just so much um, crazy creativity out there that is just, I don't know, it's just a thrill to kind of constantly be exploring it and playing in it. Yeah, definitely. Pete, what about you? What broke you? Uh, oh, well, uh, very similar to Andy's, all about the ships, loved Star Wars, saw it with my Uncle Tim, shout out to Uncle Tim. Nobody else would take me, and uh, <laughs> it was amazing, and it changed my life forever. And then I started getting the ships and all that stuff, and then I got into Transformers and G.I. Joes, and I say that because that has come around in my life in a way I did not ever would not ever have anticipated because in my bedroom as a child my transformers and my gi joes definitely duked it out together and they were on each other's teams and they did that and they lit my bed on fire once and that was a big deal (laughs) and uh that was all snake eyes and optimus prime and it was just not good for my bedspread and then we come around to the latest transformers movie and the post credits oh my god they're actually bringing the universes together and i cannot I can't take it. Like really? my nerd brain is, yeah, it's, I can't even talk about it. It's not, you, if you, if you know, you know. And, uh, and so there was that. I also was, my dad, my dad shot a lot of skeet. There was a big skeet okay. shooter. And so we used to go out with our shotguns and we would shoot skeet, you know, pull, choom. Yeah, that was the thing. So we used to reload our own uh, shotgun shells in my garage, which means we had a lot of gunpowder. And so <laughs> about this age, whenever my parents started leaving me alone, I would build these complex structures out of cardboard and paper, and I would glue them all together with Elmer's glue mixed with red dot gunpowder. And then I would put them in the middle of the street, and I would do a line like Wiley e. Coyote of gunpowder on the street, and I would light the gunpowder and watch and try to strategize how the building would burn. Like, that was the most exciting thing until one day I had this three-story tower and I'm in the garage. My parents have left me alone and I turn around in the middle of the street and my parents are sitting there facing me, just stopped in the car looking at me. And that was the end of my – largely <laughs> the end of my gunpowder pyrotechnic <laughs> exploration. But, you know, like that – like blowing stuff up and building stuff again and blowing it up, that was like formative to, yeah. you know, why I started wanting to explore movies so closely. Um, you know, and while Andy – Went in, he went into filmmaking. I went into television production and was on TV for a little while in in uh, you know in my early years after college. And then you know we, I, I just liked pushing buttons too much to to stay there and just started you know hiring myself out to edit and make podcasts yeah. for people. So that's awesome. It, it's it's very cool how you both ended up and then how you've stayed friends for so long now for like what twenty twenty plus years of friendship making stuff together that's amazing this is, goodness, that makes me that's not actually enough years we're not going to talk about how far it that does sounds go, great mike yes it's hey, fine. Right there. You'll get 20 there. i mean 15 20 10 or 15 years is fine <laughs> um but let's we, we i think we've talked around a little but yeah let's tell everybody what is true story.fm what is that all about uh go ahead yeah go ahead all right. True Story is um, it is the podcast network that houses all of our shows. Uh, we we have a uh, a mix of different shows that we do. Some are client shows that we do for for client productions uh, that we help usher into the world, and some of our enter- our entertainment shows that are member supported shows. Uh, and we're building communities around those, doing shows like The Next Reel and like uh, Marvel Movie Minute and other shows beyond that. Um, and you can find those at TrueStory.fm and 
you know, I think our we just we just love seeing more podcasts in the world. We love the the medium. We love the intimacy of podcasting, and um, and so we we help all everyone come to do more podcasts. Whoever wants a podcast, let's talk about it. That's that's kind of where we are. Um, and uh, yeah, we just kind of split the work. Andy and I uh, split the work. We have a couple of people working for us for you know on the on the uh, marketing side and uh, helping clients with their marketing and and uh, that. That makes up True Story, the network. Pretty casual, but lovers of podcasts. I don't know. Did I miss anything, Andy? No, I think you covered it pretty well. It's a real I sexy mean- sell, the way I did it. I feel like that was just I – th- I think I nailed it. I think I just – in terms of sex appeal, broad sex appeal, yeah. I think we well, did Well, podcasts, it. the sexiest yeah, hot, medium. Hot. It's, it's already there. Yeah. <laughs> you barely have to add the sex. Right. <laughs> Which is why when I tried to go to TrueStory.fm on my work computer, it said it wasn't allowed because True Story is just that sexy. It is so sexy. Also, <laughs> if you're sexy. not joking about that, we should I'm, talk because something's yeah. broken. Yeah. <laughs> I was surprised. I was like, I've been on this website. There's nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crud. <laughs> All right. Gents, it is time for the patented speed round. So how this will work is I'm going to ask you a question from a former guest. And then they did not know who you would be because I did not know who the next guest would be. And then we'll go through some quote-unquote normal questions. The last question is you have to make up a question each for a future guest. Okay. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. So from Nate from Anamorphing Time, and I'm interested because both of you seem like real positive people. So I like – I'm going to – get some negativity out of you is that what piece of media that everybody loves do you hate i don't know if everybody loves it but i really have a hard time with adam sandler films (laughs) from even the 90s or just modern oh where in particular (laughs) i just yeah we we finally decided to cover um which one did we cover god not uh billy madison yeah, and Billy yeah, Madison. Was, yeah, I don't. I'm with one. Andy. I have, I really one. struggle with it. It's just such a one note bit of comedy. Like yeah. all those movies come together as one note. And I don't struggle with Adam Sandler when he's not being funny, right? Oh, like I so good when he's dramatic. I also love I just, Billy Madison, but <laughs> so well, there you go. I think uh, I saw I it a, young enough when the dead clown starts singing. It, yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I, I, I mean, I guess, I guess I just have to say it. I, I worry about maybe the audience. I really never connected with, I don't know. What's that? The dude. What's the, I can't even think of the name of the movie right now. I think the Big, dude, Lebowski. Big, Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Yeah. Everybody seems to love it. Look, see, the head's already shaking. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just drawn this way. <laughs> We've even covered that on the show and that did not help his his love for the film. <laughs> That's surprising. So often, like, because we have a movie show as well, I'll think I really dislike something. And then after, like, chewing on it, you're like, okay, there's yeah. stuff here. Not always, but yeah. often. Yeah, it's not like I can't appreciate it. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We're not here to make you like anything you don't like. No, of course. It's, it's a yuck versus yum kind of a question. Nobody wants to yuck anybody's yum. First, do you know the yuck I do want to yum? I hate that phrase so much. Something about yeah. yucking and yumming. I, I oh, it drives me nuts. I, it uh, is so funny though how it sort of sticks. Like I'm, it's not. I didn't even. I didn't like. It was somebody else on our team who started doing it, and it just stuck. And I kind yeah. of resent myself even when I say it aloud. Like I'm, so, I'm not above self-loathing. Yeah, it stuck with you. Yeah, <laughs> let's just say I've noticed you're the one who says it. I am the one who says it now. I, well, yeah, okay, all right. Enough about me. <laughs> what do you think about me? The speed round continues. First nerd we'll thing see about that. <laughs> First nerd thing you bought with your own money, Andy. We can start with you. I I'm gonna say, oh gosh, I'm I'm gonna forget his name, but it was a Transformer, and it was God the glory days of those early Transformers that were like 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 metal, like diecast metal, like oh, they were yeah. fantastic toys. But it was the black SUV whatever his name was, that was like my favorite thing. I bought that with my own money and I was, it was glorious. <laughs> that is awesome. I wish, I don't know what that happened awesome. to that either. Like that is the one thing I'm like, God, I wish I knew. I wish I could trace back to that and make sure that I didn't probably accidentally 
what? pelted rocks at it or something. You <laughs> <laughs> did. I probably used it to throw at the Millennium yeah. Falcon. <laughs> it was heavier than a rock, this metal yeah, toy. <laughs> Uh, and mine was also a Transformer. It was Grimlock. And I rode my bike all the way up to Target to get it. And I didn't have my lock. And I left my bike wound into some shopping carts thinking, I'll just do it real fast. And I came back out. And as I'm standing in the checkout, I watched some guy riding down the parking lot. No! I was Jesus. stranded at Target. <laughs> the irony well. yeah. of needing Grimlock so bad you forgot your bike lock. I did. I needed it was I needed there's only room for one lock in your life (laughs) (laughs) all right next question first fictional crush last current fictional crush oh wow gosh I'm just gonna go with this I know it was definitely one of them one of my first ones but I I can't say if this is the first one but I'm gonna say uh adventures in babysitting Elizabeth Shue in that sure um wow my latest, my latest is Anna de Armas in the latest James Bond movie. Just everything about her was amazing and perfect. And she was so much fun and yes. so gorgeous. I would totally awesome. steal that from my current. I won't. <laughs> Can I do it with Blade Runner 2049? Like, does that count? I won't. No, Fair. it's okay. I won't. I've said it out loud. Now it's, now it exists. Now it's real. Um, my, I'm going to say my first, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was probably Marion in Indiana Jones. I thought she was such a badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my latest, um, I don't know, I guess it's a badass woman thing. It's uh, pr- probably uh, Yelena Belova, uh, Florence Pugh in yeah. um, everything that she does. But, yeah. Just in everything that she does. Yeah, she's fantastic. <laughs> Which fictional character do you think you could make into a cake? A la make a cake the shape of. How funny, having just talked about yeah. uh, City Zero with the cake made like the guy's head. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go I'm gonna go Pac-Man in Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> baby boy, my baby boy. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. Nor do I. I <laughs> am not going to have much in the way of skills with this. Like, I, I'm not um, going to be doing the fondant or anything like that. It's going to be a very basic cake. I'm going to say the Death Star. Nice. <laughs> Can I do it? It's not quite a character. <laughs> sure. Well, Although just like it people is, say New York's another character, the Death if, Star. It, if you jump into the Tales of the Bounty Hunters book, IG-88 ends up turning himself into the Death Star, and then it gets blown up. So Whoa. I'm going to do that Death Star that's actually IG-88. <laughs> that awesome. was a modestly deep cut, Andy. I'm really <laughs> <That> impressed. <was. laughs> if... You could change any TV show by making the lead character a baby, but the rest of the plot stays the same. What character from what show would you change? These are the hard-hitting questions the listeners want to know. Oh I'm going to say The Walking Dead because there's nothing I would love to see more than a baby trying to lead a group of people to protect oh them God. from zombies. Uh, I love it. Wow. Uh, I'm You know, I got to keep it on Marvel and having finished... Secret Invasion. There's nothing I'd like to see more than a Nick Fury baby. <laughs> that would be an utterly more watchable show than what they gave us. Yes, absolutely. I'm trying to help. We're just we're just helpers. <laughs> Find your helpers. Last, the, here's the positive one, and then I just thought of for you two specifically. We'll have a couple bonus ones, but last truly great thing you watched. Oppenheimer, seventy millimeter, fifteen perf, yeah. IMAX. Glorious, but I'm going to go ahead and say Barbenheimer. Uh, I I also saw Oppenheimer 70 millimeter and Barbie, and I thought that is a movie that knows exactly what it was. Nice, and it it was perfect. I like it. The, the listeners will know exactly the when. day I think we recorded this. <laughs> <Day and day. laughs> and then after your your, I know I know you're only up to the Avengers, but what is your favorite MCU movie? And then, what is your favorite minute you've covered? Oh, uh, my favorite movie is probably uh, it. It fluctuates between Infinity and Endgame, but I'm uh, Infinity War and Endgame. But I'll probably say Infinity War, largely because of the theatrical experience there, which yeah. hit so many people sideways opening night. I just remember the person in front of me standing up, 
and shaking the chair in front of him so violently, I thought he was going to rip it out of the seat when Spider-Man uh, dusted. It was uh-huh. like, and, and screamed like, ah! like, I just hadn't seen anything like that before. And I mean, it was just a palpable uh, feeling in the audience. So probably that one. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. In terms of favorites, it's hard. It's hard not to, it feels like I should come up with something different than Andy. So I will go Endgame because of the snap at the end, uh, which is just an, an it, it still hits me super, super hard. And I've seen the movie a lot of the times. Um, but in terms of, favorite minute i don't know what minute it was but andy and i did uh, iron man to start this show and this whole concept of of you have to earn your wizards right showing iron man as a grounded character in the shop building things out of metal mm-hmm. um was a was an incredible setup for a universe that gives us things like you know multiverses and and space wizards and uh and and that concept has has become has really implanted itself in all of our shows you know we it's become shorthand to explain world building in a way that that is easier than just about anything else we've come up with without having to explain what world building is (laughs) so sure yeah i think that those minutes in the garage and iron man were some of my very favorites I'd probably, for me, it sticks with a lot of particular guests and really anything with Mike Gravagna is probably the best. That we've <laughs> That's what I always say when I'm guessing. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, but seriously, um, there was, we did have a guest on um, when we were talking Thor. We thought it'd be great to have a guest on that uh, was an expert in Shakespeare. And, oh, wow. and so uh, those five uh, minutes talking with that guest, who, of course, his name is completely escaping me right now. Um, but I, I think as much fun as we had talking about um, Thor and kind of and, and we picked a section of the movie that was really all the family drama going on between Loki, mm-hmm. Thor and Odin, like all kind of like tie, like tying it into fathers and sons and royalty and all that sort of stuff is like a fantastic Austin Titchener, uh, uh, a fantastic bunch of conversations that we had there. But honestly, I think, uh, the conversation that we had, we brought Austin back for Captain America at right toward the end when he comes running out into the street is like right at the very end of the movie. And just talking about Captain America with him and just kind of like the world of, of show tunes and how he kind of also fits into kind of like Shakespearean models and everything. It was just a fantastic conversation. And the idea of um, how Shakespeare himself would often kind of create his own cinematic, not cinematic, um, thespiomatic uh, <laughs> universe. That is a word. <laughs> we're, uh, we'll, we'll make it one now. But like integrate characters into other stories and have these uh, endings that were kind of cliffhangers to lead to other things. And the way that Shakespeare was doing that, uh, like back then, I thought was really interesting. So I'm going to jump to those episodes. Oh, you get a bonus. Jason Dittmer is the author of, uh, what was it, Captain America and the National Superhero. And he's been on a couple of times with us and is also a a professor. And um, he's the one who taught us that (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually fascist. And it's amazing. And once you actually see, like, the MCU as a group of competing fascists, it changes the entire dynamic. So (laughs) a special bonus shout out to Jason Dittmer. He's, He's fantastic. No matter who wins, we all lose. I think they yes, meant that's Shield truth. versus Hydra. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Our final speed round question is, what is your question for a future guest? Um, uh, God. If, uh, let's see. That's which hero from which cinematic universe could take on Darth Vader and win? Okay. Win. No, that's a bad. That's a dumb question. Cut that. Cut all this. <laughs> Luke Skywalker done. I don't think he would. I don't think he would. He's just so scrawny. I think that was uh, all fake news. Which? No. Um, uh, I'm just going to say uh, which comic book character that hasn't already been brought to the screen. Would you like to see brought to the screen? <laughs> Would you like to see a movie with? <laughs> What's that, Mike? Which one would you like to be in a movie with? Would oh. you like? Yes. Which comic book super would you like to see Andy in a movie with? <laughs> That's fine. Make do you have? That. Do you each have answers to your own questions? 
Uh, <sighs> well, the bra. Okay. Ugh. Caveat? I'm, yes. I mean, I do. Do you want to hear us answer it, too? I would love to. Does it have to? Because my, my is uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger has always been my favorite, and I think that show, the TV show, was absolutely under uh, uh, underinvested in, and For I sure. always wanted to see a, a major film with those characters. Yeah. I think it would be awesome. Awesome, awesome. I don't know if that counts, because they were sort of made. It, it counts. Let's, we'll say. Nobody watched it. We'll say it counts. I liked it a lot, actually. <laughs> So two of us watched it. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna I kind of have two answers, and only because my first answer is it, it's kind of a cheat because he's already been integrated into some of the X Men films. But I just you know so many of those characters really end up getting short shrift, and I always loved Nightcrawler and felt there were some really interesting story possibilities to do with that character. That unfortunately. Uh, by having him as just kind of a uh, one of the many characters you right. never really get to explore. So that would be one. The other is just kind of a goofy one that I think they, they could have really done something fun with. And it's it's jumping over into the world of DC. But they did this uh, this series of comics that I really enjoyed when I was young called Captain Carrot and His Amazing Zoo Crew. Totally, totally nonsensical uh, comic. But is he the, a big strong very- bunny? He's a he's a strong bunny, yeah. Yeah. He and in the very first issue, Superman ends up in his world, and one of those giant starfish guys from uh, like the Suicide Squad also, and something uh, like a meteor hits on his planet, and, and each of these different animals, it's a planet of animals, and they each get superpowers, and so there's him, <laughs> and there's a pig, and there's I can't remember, but anyway, it's just a completely goofy comic book thing that could be a lot of fun like an animated show for kids i think it could be a lot of fun i don't know why they've never done it but it it's just it would it definitely be you know speaking to a specific audience but i loved it when i was a kid it'd be fun to see what they would do with it yeah i think we're awesome. living in a really awesome time though because like i the other thing that jumps to mind immediately is to bring some of the characters from ahsoka or like or from uh, the rebels to mm-hmm. a bigger screen and we get ahsoka it's like Kind of when I think about it, somebody's already working on it. And right. I, I like that we live in a universe like that. An embarrassment um, of riches. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Can... All right. Last question, and I'll finally let you go. Where can people find your shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, truestory.fm is a pornographic site. So just don't go on your work computer. That's all I'm saying. All right. that's, a, that's a real problem for us, which we're going to work on. But you can find us there. But also, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you can even just search for a true story, or you could, and it's true T R U story, no E, um, or the next reel or Marvel Movie Minute. Just go to your podcast app and subscribe. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, and Marvel Movie Minute has, yeah, I mean, MarvelMovieMinute dot com, the next dot com. They'll take you right to the 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 feeder page on the True Story site for each of those shows. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, those are the best places, and you know, on all the socials. As I, I think Twitter, we ended up having to do Minute Marvel. For Marvel Movie Minute, um, but you yeah, we just are just dated yourself. It's now X, Andy. It has to be X. <laughs> X. On X, yeah. we minute Marvel when we X <laughs> on X. I Xed. I Xed on X. Yeah, is X so many the X's. New tweet? I love all your X's. You can the latest hot X's are on X dot com <laughs> from Mar- Minute Marvel. <laughs> Andy, Pete, thank you so much for joining me today, and it's always a pleasure to see the two of you. Oh. oh. Mike Cravanio, you're just as handsome as ever, and we love you so much. Aww. And we'll come talk smack about movies and nerd stuff anytime you want. Oh, well, then we will have you back soon. 100%. That was awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. We, we love chatting with you and look forward to more. And there it is. The best interview any of us have ever done. Oh, yeah. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, sorry, Caitlin and I were texting while you were doing it. We were uh, we were playing Marvel we were Snap against it. each other. <gasps> yep, rude. You I could beat... have invited me. I didn't need to talk to those two chuds. I totally got more gems than him. <laughs> oh my god, she doesn't even fucking know enough to lie. <laughs> and we talk about it in front of her all of the time. It's like my she cards even were listen. cool. <laughs> Caitlin, it's like you don't even want to be a guest on our new superhero show show spinoff show Snapchat. Where we just talk about all the new cards every week. God damn it. I'm so tired of our fucking lives where somebody comes up with a clever name and now we have a whole new project on our hands. 
<laughs> God damn it. Cancel the last one. Caitlin, uh, which character do you want to have their card explained to you right now? Modoc. Uh, he kills all the cards in your hand. He destroys them. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In your hand. In your it's hand. Great. <laughs> Anybody else? Great. You want to get? You want to quiz Mike? Squirrel girl. Squirrel girl launches three little squirrels. Love that. One in each land. W- one in each land, of course. Love that. She is that. is one of them Tippy? No. They're unnamed. Which I think I think Tippy is too important to the team to send out to the front lines. Well, she'd probably yeah. send Monkey Joe because he defo dies. So yeah. Do you mean Gorilla One's, Joe? Of course, Monkey Joe. <laughs> Monkey Joe. Tippy's going to get their own card later. Uh, that is the show. Caitlin, can you tell everybody about another show? Yes. You should go listen to Movie of the Year. Uh, we're on 1973. That's where you can hear Mike, Ryan, and our other friend, Greg, uh, and some other people sometimes, too, talk about movies and the best movies of every given year. Um, it's fun. And if you don't know anything about 1973 like me, that's a great way to learn through movies. Would the best way to learn. Greg be upset about a new nickname, Gorilla Greg? <laughs> no, he is the smartest guy I know. Do you think that's how he would take that? Yeah. Okay, good. And Ryan, can you tell people about websites? Sure. Here's a list of websites for you to peruse next time you are drinking some coffee on the toilet. Uh, go to popfilter.co. That is our home base headquarters with all of our podcasts and everything about us. Uh, popfilter.co slash Amazon is your bookmark for all of your future shopping. Change your Amazon bookmark to that, and we will receive a little, the smallest amount of money you can possibly imagine for every purchase you make. Is that? That's it. That's it. Man, we are striking them down. Yeah, we're going to get rid of one of those next week. Uh, We are at your pop filter on Instagram. At popfilter.bluesky.popfilter.bluesky at bluesky and uh, contact at popfilter.co to tell me how blue sky works. Next week, we are talking about Harley Quinn. There's not a lot of shows on yet, so we're going to go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth for a while. So that's this week. Enough said. Enough said.